This is a podcast. So I'm hoping today that we can play a rousing game of Come Into My Castle. Okay. You familiar with that game? No. I mean, I feel like I've heard, I've heard the title, I feel. So it's one Is of, it a sex game? <laughs> it certainly seems like it should be. The way you're looking at it. Uh, it's, it's something that's referenced in Game of Thrones, like as oh. a children's game. They play Come Into My Castle. But it sounds like there's almost no way that it couldn't be dirty. Hmm. If I have read it through books 1.5, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't stick. Okay. But there were, but I feel like early on... Cyvos. Have you come across that one yet? No. Okay. Early on I think it's book like one, I feel like there were kids playing. Yeah. But I don't remember coming Maybe to Maybe you're just castle. working so hard and trying to remember everything else that stuff like that just glosses over. It's more I'm working so hard at trying to stay awake <laughs> as I'm reading. Because you're reading at... Night. Yeah. No, yeah. not because it's dull. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, Though it's not not dull at parts. What are the most dull parts? This is I did, I, I did want to talk about Game of Thrones, so I thought that was as good of a segue um, from nothingness into that. I don't know. There's parts like there's definitely chapters that are like uh, this is work to get through, and then Has, there's definitely ones that like Sansa go chapters? really fast. Yes, yeah, Sansa chapters <laughs> are slow. Has Samwell gotten any chapters yet? No. Oh, you have that to look forward to. No. <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, Theon Greyjoy uh, chapters, yeah. and the first couple were okay, but the last few have just been like, and I what's, feel like what's going on with Theon Greyjoy? For for those listeners who don't know, mm-hmm. uh, Game of Thrones just wrapped up season six, five, five, I think. And in the Jacob House, we just finished season one. <laughs> yes, and you are reading book two. I'm reading book entitled, two. Entitled, I don't know. The oh, Clash of Kings. Is that it? Maybe. Or you know, the that's Storm the problem. Swords? That's the problem with the the Kindle reading. You know, on the you're not iPad. constantly looking at the title. Yeah, you don't. You're not yeah. looking at the cover all the time, and it's yeah. it's small font at the top, and it's like irrelevant. it's either Clash of Kings or Storm of Swords. I think it's Clash of Kings. Okay. Um. So yes, I'm reading it. I don't like the chapters where nothing big happens, or it's just like planning or something. I would guess that every chapter has something in it that, even if it doesn't seem like something big, is there's some kind of Easter eggy stuff in it. Now that's maybe it's been a while since I read them, but I just feel like there's so much density to his writing. Yes, that and there's so many things that I didn't get. Like I read through the books twice. And then through either talking to people or going online, I'm like, really? That's this? That? Mm-hmm. So. I was like that. There was major plot points in book one that I yeah. did not get from my reading of the book. Yeah. I, it, I don't know if I'm going to read all the books. Oh, don't say that. I'm definitely going to watch all the shows because that's a lot easier and there's more breasts. But I, the books, you know, the first one, like halfway in the first one, I thought, mm, this might not be for me. And then it got, like, really good, or there was more sort of back-to-back, what I would call good chapters or yeah. action-y chapters. And I said, okay, I'm going to keep going. And then, like, the first chapter of the second book was really good. What happened in that one? The old the, the maester died. and the, they burn him? Yeah, yeah. and the, and the um, red princess yeah, woman red poisoned him or whatever. Yeah. Or his poison didn't work or something. Right. Spoiler alert. Um, right. For a book that's 15 years old. <laughs> Um, and then it's just, it's just kind of gotten like slogging and it's a lot of like, oh, all these different families are plotting against each other, but you know, eh. 
The payoff's there, I promise. Okay. It, there is a lot of, like, Arya going around the Riverlands and, and stuff like that. Right. But, um... Making her water where the boys can't see? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's who she is right now? She's, uh... No, I think she's outed. Airy? I think she's been outed as a girl. <laughs> okay. I think. It's also hard to remember because the chapters are long, yeah. and there's, like, I don't know, five or six narrators, I guess. Right. And so... When you, you know, every sixth chapter and you're trying to remember where this person was, which for me, that's like a week ago or, yeah. you know, or, or 300 pages ago or whatever, it's, it's hard to remember. You need to just take a week off work and just like plow through it. I could get through like <laughs> 10 chapters. I'm a slow reader. Um, so you'd think I would comprehend more. Yeah. Or retain more. I think I comprehend it. I just don't retain uh, it. Yeah. I mean, you don't want it to feel like work. Right. right. Um. But there's definitely parts where you kind of have to... There's obviously some parts that are slower, but they're, they're worth it to get to those certain scenes. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I had gone back and, and looked at like what exactly is in book two as opposed to book three. I feel like I have a better understanding of book four and book five. Um, book two and three kind of meld together in certain parts. Do you think the books get better? Definitely. Hmm. I wonder because I, I feel three like maybe might even be the best. I feel like Harry Potter was like that too, and it's almost like there's something where the like somehow the massive following and expectations make the writer maybe put that more attention to it, or you know more more proofreading and more like tightening things up and making them better because so many eyes are on it. Like maybe that makes it better. Yeah, you under you understand. You understand more, I think, as you go along. Even though they, they do introduce some new characters here and there, there's just so much front-loaded with that that once you've gotten in a certain way, you're like, all right, I have a good, solid understanding of who everybody is, and I don't have to like look back and say, who's this guy as opposed to this guy? Mm-hmm. I will tell you this. There's a lot of guys, like random lords here and there, that their names don't really matter all that much. Like, you can kind of gloss over, like, Lord Blackwood or Lord this or whatever. Like, you're, I, okay. yeah. I don't even really know who they are. Good. Um, I've not been. Great John Umber or something. That's like, mm-hmm. a, a yeah, there's like guy. great joys and great Johns yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's certain characters that you just get attached to. Um, and some of them survive, and that's nice. <laughs> At least they have so far. How nice that must be. Um, but the the show itself, I think, is so the 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 situation right now with the show and the books, so interesting because they're really in uncharted territory. Well, that's and the thing too. Is from what you've told me, it's like book one, season one; book two, season two, and then at some point they kind of start going their own yeah. way, and so it's no longer. I finished book four. Let me go watch season right. four because it's not necessarily going to be just a definitely. Run- an, an and there are read. certain things where they completely deviate, and some of those things are maddening, and some of them you're like, all right, I understand that. But as as a reader, and someone who, I think I had, I read the first book, then watched the first season, and then I read the rest of the five books. So to me, the book is canon, right? The book is like this holy document, and the show they're trying to, you know, live up to the expectation. So when they take these deviations, I'm kind of like, all right, you do what you're going to do, but this is the right story in, they, the, in the books. Is it like the end of season four, whatever the major things were, is it the same as the end of book four, but like 
how they got there is different, or it's completely books, different stories? Books, foreign... Well, no. Like, at the end of this, the most recent episode, the season finale of season five, mm-hmm. there were, like, maybe six different storylines, right? And maybe three or four of them were, like, exactly the same, or pretty much exactly the same as book five ended. A couple of them were different. Um, a couple of them went farther than we've gotten in, in book five, which is kind of exciting and kind of like, all right, is this what we're going to then get at book six or are they just going somewhere totally different? Oh, cause there is no book six. Not yet. Cause yeah. that happened in... And that's what's crazy about it is like, how much is the show, if at all, going to influence the books? Towards the end of season one, when, uh, the... Elder Lannister was made... Tywin? Yes. Was made Hand of the King, but mm-hmm. he told Tyrion, like, no, you go down and, and be the acting hand right. or whatever. That was in, that was at the end of season one, but it was in the beginning of book two. Right. Because I was reading it at the same time. I was like, I should... And I think in season two, there's a little bit of that, too. Like, there's certain things that are in season two that are actually in book three, and certain things that are in book two that are actually in season three, like, a little bit. See, and this is why I don't think my, like, read a book, watch a season model is sustainable. Because, like, it's good for, like, Harry Potter or something where you read this book and then the movie, they may make some changes, but it's going to be the same plot and whatnot. You're going to finish where you finished in the book and everything. I think you can do it through book three. You can't do it for books four and five. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Uh... What he did, what George R. R. Martin did for books four and five, is he basically divided them in half. And he said, I can't keep writing for all of these characters in one book. Because it's going to be 12 chapters until you get to the same character again. Right. So he... Let's start killing them off. He cleaved them in half. And he said, I'm going to take half the characters and follow them in book four, and take the other half and follow them in book five. So, like, timeline-wise, do they take place simultaneously? Yes. Like, by the end of book five, you've caught up to where book four ended and gone a little bit farther. But, I mean, they're not going to do that. They didn't do that in the show, obviously. Um, Although, like, for example, in the most recent season, there was a character that we didn't see the whole season, and I was like, that's cool. (laughs) Fine with that. But but there's also... There's also... um, Stuff that happened in, like, I want to say book three that still hasn't happened yet on the show. Okay. And I'm like, is that... So what I'm hearing from you is I should at least stick it out through book three. Absolutely. And then if I just want to watch the show, I can just be like... Yeah. Millions of Americans. Exactly. Illiterate Americans. (laughs) Um, Because the other thing is, the other effect is I've got a stack of books and things on my nightstand, like, piling mm -hmm. up. Yeah, but you always have a stack of books and things. Makes me look smart. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had a pair of glasses to put atop it. Oh, that'd be awesome. Just even not even with lenses in them, mm-hmm. just to look that way. Um, or a monocle. Just to get a sense of what's happening with one of the characters, and I think I talked to you just the other day about it, so it probably hasn't changed at all. What's going on with Rob Stark? Because Rob Stark, and I don't want—I'm not spoiling anything. I don't think, but Rob Stark's story is one way that um, it deviated a little bit in the show. It's been a while since I've had a Rob chapter, but he's still the king in the north mm-hmm. and fighting the Lannisters. And there, he he got past somewhere where they didn't expect him to. And and that's, he, I don't know. I in, I, I believe in is book one when he makes the deal to cross the twins, or is that book two? He has he done that yet? He's done that with Walder Frey and everything. 
Well, the mom does it kind of, right? right? And she agrees right. to marry that him one. to one of the daughters. Or right. Yeah, that's already happened. I can't remember which book. Okay. Um, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't remember which book. I think it must have been book one because I feel like I remember seeing it too. Okay. Like her riding off yeah, yeah. with the horsemen yeah. up to the thing. With and the... Walder Frey is from Harry Potter, right? He's Filch, the, the caretaker in Harry Potter. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't yeah. get that. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the casting? Catelyn Stark was the one area where I was really disappointed because I thought she'd be better looking. Yeah, not like I agree with that. Gorgeous or anything, but I don't know. I was hoping for more Sofia Vergara. <laughs> Actually, Catelyn Stark did have a. There was a different woman who was scheduled to play her. Her name's like Jennifer. Her last name is spelled E H L E. I have no idea how to pronounce that. But then they switched to Michelle Fairley. She's a good actress, but I think the casting's been. Fine. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I mean, I guess I didn't really have like visions of what the people look like to Love. such a to such a uh, degree that when I saw the show, I went, "Oh, right. she has red hair." Or, oh, Do you now picture them as the actors and actresses from the show? Yes. Yeah. When I remember, like, who played them, right? If it's major or, or what they look Otherwise, like. You're like yeah. That's the other thing too. Watching the show, there was a lot of people that I didn't know who they were. They all needed name tags, or maybe I should or have put close captions on. Or, or if they just repeated their own name over and over again. <laughs> well, or the person addressing them was like, "Hey, old Lord Blackwood," instead right. of just like, "Hey, buddy, what's going on?" And yeah, yeah. That I mean, a, I don't think it's a common. It didn't matter phrase. in terms of plot, but I was wondering, like, "Hey, buddy," is a common Westeros <laughs> greeting. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, are we ready to move on from Game of Thrones? I think so. Okay. Uh, it's my summer break. Yes. And I went on a little trip Your down south. Annual pilgrimage? Yeah. I think we're going to change it to July next year. Not hot enough for you? Well, so there's, there's one major reason why we go in June. And that's because, seemingly, that uh, when I schedule this, I always look to see when the Dodgers are playing in L.A. And then immediately after, they play in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So I can watch games in both places. But it always seems to be the first or second week in June. Would you go to a Padres game if they were not playing the Dodgers? No. Okay. But I would go it's to... It's a nice park. It is. You know, but like... I'd rather just go to two Dodger games. Okay. Um, so, the problem with it, one, is... Would you weather. go to a Padres-Giants game? No. To be surrounded by people rooting against the Giants? No, because there'd be Giants fans there. Really? Yeah. Okay. There's a... T- I mean, it's different because it's LA, but there's a ton of Dodgers fans there when... Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of bandwagon Giants fans, so there'd be a lot of Giants, there'd be Giants fans there. Uh, and the less orange I see in my life, the better. Um, but the the June gloom is a real issue. Mm. You know, like we we it was like high sixties most of the time, which was pleasant and comfortable. Certainly nicer than better than like a hundred a year, right? Yeah. But it you want to see sun when you're in San Diego. Yeah, true. And we saw very little sun, even in LA, even in LA. It, like, rained a little bit in L.A., which was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so July, better for that. And it's not going to get, like, crazy hot there, right? It's not going to get 90 degrees. Not Sydney. compared with here. And also, the last few years, that's when my school has held their interviews when there's new teachers, that new spots that need to be filled. And so I've missed out on those last couple of years, and I don't like mm-hmm. that. I like to be a part of that process. So, uh, so anyway, I want to... Uh, uh, in addition to doing the trip, I have plans to do stuff around the house. I spent like 
four hours weeding and doing yard work today, which was very glorious. Um, Are you being sarcastic? I'm being sarcastic about it being glorious. Okay. I'm not being a sarcastic. Well, because, I mean, I feel like a lot of times with stuff like that, it's like hot and sweaty and gross and dirty. But then you stand up and you look back and you go, hey, there's no weeds. This looks really good. Like, it, I it have feels, accomplished It feels something. great yeah. to have accomplished. Like, that's why I love mowing my lawn. Yeah. But, but mowing your lawn you can do in like an hour. Yeah. Um, and I still have a little bit of weeding left to do. But like there was a part in the sandbox in the backyard where there were like these yellow jackets or something. And I was like, all right, you guys can have your little area. Yeah. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Um, you shouldn't have told them when you're coming back. Nah, you're right. now they'll be ready. <laughs> totally. Uh, but anyway, it, 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 there are satisfying parts. Like, But four hours of pulling weeds is yeah. a lot. There, you know, there's different types of weeds. The ones where, like, there's a central root and you can pull it up fairly easily and it gets a butt, like a big old weed, at one, you know, like spread mm-hmm. out. That feels awesome. But these little ones that, like, uh, that, you know, it's just, it's mundane. Right. Um, anyway, I want to learn to do something this summer. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to help me oh. figure out what I should learn to do. Okay. Do you have options? I do have options. Okay, good. No, just come up with something. Uh, <laughs> learn to be taller. Oh, I wish. Um, learn to be a baller. Ooh, done. Um, so, the first thing on this list is something that I put on my list of things to learn like two or three years ago. Okay. And I never, maybe even longer, and I didn't do it. The previous year, my thing I wanted to learn to do that summer was learn to juggle. Mm. And I did. I taught myself to juggle, and it was very satisfying. So next year I was like, all right, this thing's on You my finally list. caught up with me and Phil in 10th grade PE. But I, mean, I was able to juggle with balls, not like... Didn't you guys use like... Uh, no, you use balls? Okay. balls. I thought you oh, used chainsaws, like, but... I thought you used like uh, handkerchiefs or something, like you throw them in the air. No, I know. That's, okay. a, that's a homoerotic dream you had. With <laughs> Phil throwing up handkerchiefs? Yeah. I think you were wearing the Scheherazade costume mm-hmm. from the record? Okay. Um, the Shaharasad costume is code for naked, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Kim Harrison Shaharasad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, A. Okay. And this is so easy to do. I feel like you could do it in a day. Okay. Or less. Whistle with my fingers in my mouth. Oh, like for a cab or something? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's got to be easy, fairly easy to do, right? Well you, well, you can whistle, right? It's not something that would take days and days and days to do. I wouldn't think. I feel like if I had to set a block of a few hours, I'll either but have it done in that time or I'll never be able it's to. It's also something that I feel is a bit nuanced. Like, you can't just look at a page and it'll say, like, insert fingers in mouth, you know, blow air. And you're like, well, this is, yeah, exactly. Done. I feel like it's, you need someone that knows how to do it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to go to multiple websites. You might and watch go, a YouTube video. You might have to go to Manhattan. <laughs> um, my fingers are really wet right now. Um, Noted. <laughs> okay. That's so option one. And that was a previous Yeah, like, that was goal? the thing I... Okay. Yeah. Because once you are once you know how to do it, like, you're good forever, right? Yeah. It's not something you, un, you know... It's also not something you use a lot, right? I don't know. You I use it, dog. like, for the dog? Yeah. yeah. I feel like sometimes I want to give Blue's attention and he is not receptive. And I'm hoping that maybe that would help with in that regard. Or my students. Mm. It is impressive, yeah, especially the kids. Yeah. Okay. Uh, option two. Learn to make sushi. Oh. 
that feels that feels like something you can just print out a page and learn to do, right? Well, I feel like it would involve multiple practice sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just mean like the actual assembly, right? You prepare a bunch of ingredients and then you kind of what you put like like there's a little there's a there's like a mat, yeah, right that you have say. to roll up. So like there's some and starting you spread costs. the rice and then that would be more expensive than learning to whistle. Well, you could use like saran wrap, I would think, or something. Yeah, or, yeah. I guess so. a silpat. Do you have a silpat? I don't know what you're talking. Amanda about. Amanda won't know what it is. Okay, it's a silicon mat you put like on a cookie sheet. Wait a minute. On stick. You're suggesting that Amanda would know something about cooking that I wouldn't know. It's more because it's about uh, kitchen products or oh, okay. pampered chefy type things. Maybe if it's baking related. She yeah, exactly. she's more of the baker than I am. Yeah, but I'm definitely more. Of the no, of course not. She she cooks, doesn't she? Yeah, she makes guacamole. Is that cooking, though? If heating is involved, she's usually out. Okay. Um, I think sushi is doable. It, it also makes me think... Well, but you mean rolls, right? Yeah. Not just how to make undercooked fish? <laughs> I think I got that down. Okay. Buy fish, serve. <laughs> um, it, it makes me think about, and maybe we talked about this before, uh, that, it would be, that I would enjoy going to like a cooking class... Mm, like where you go this somewhere, would be a good one and, too. yeah, and you know we practice doing that, and you get to eat at the end. Usually, there's like wine or whatever. I feel like if you went to a cooking class and it was like, oh, we're making cock van or something, it'd be more like, well, okay. I mean, I've cooked in the kitchen, I've stirred sauces and whatnot, and it's kind of like I kind of know this and whatever. Right? But sushi's like a completely new exactly, thing. So I, and, that and that's what a, I would want to do. I would want to do something that I couldn't just totally easily do. That would be a good cooking yeah. class. Uh, so that's option two. Option three, a little more involved. Yeah. Learn to speak a new language. Ooh. A completely new language. Well, I guess you only took Spanish. Yeah. Did you take language in college? I took a quarter of Spanish. Um, Is that just called living in San Diego? Yeah. So how would you do it? I don't know. Like books on tape thing? Maybe. I've, I've... I've tried to get Amanda into doing Rosetta Stone for Spanish, because I'd love for her to learn Spanish, but she is 100% out on okay. that idea. What language? I don't know. Would you go, like, Italian, French, Probably not or, like, some, well, German or Chinese or Italian something? Italian or French would be easier, right. because it's already based in a language that I know. Um, but maybe i go the total opposite direction go, like, Mandarin, or... Klingon. Or... Uh, Dothraki or High Valyrian <laughs> nerd. <laughs> you said Klingon. How is how's Game of Thrones nerdier than Star Wars? It's de- or Star Trek. It's definitely not nerdier than Star Trek, right? There's definitely Game of Thrones is not nerdier than Star Trek. There's definitely more nudity in Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, and it's on HBO. Hence the nudity. Right. All right. I, I think you'll be you'd be hard pressed to find someone. That's I feel say like that Star Trek Star Wars has now become like a sort of a classic nerd and not like. Active nerd. That's more like retired or reformed nerd. I feel like Lord of the Rings and 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 Game of Thrones is more like. I think Lord nerd. of the Rings is also more nerdy than than Game of Thrones. Yes. Right. And that is the book I couldn't finish. Yeah. I time. I I didn't get into them either. I think I read The Hobbit, mm-hmm. but the other ones well, I was we like, read it in class. Did we? Sixth grade. Yeah. Really? Because I think my copy has like <laughs> highlighted passages and things. Huh. Good for us. <laughs> There's my dog. There's your dog barking. And it's not blue. No. How about that? Last one. Play an instrument. My thought, harmonica. 
You don't like the harmonic idea? It's probably the easiest to teach yourself. Right. But... Also, in case I turn into a hobo, <laughs> it would be useful. Uh, harmonica is basically just a fancy kazoo, isn't it? I mean, you just kind of... Like, you're... Well, I only, have, I only have, like, seven more weeks. Well, you won't become a virtuoso, but you could play hot cross buns on a saxophone. Yeah. I think saxophone's a little... Yeah. Yeah. Like Duke Silver? Like him. <laughs> you know, I was watching an episode uh, the other day of Parks and Rec, in case nobody got the Duke Silver reference. Um, he performs at a venue mm-hmm. called Cozy's. Okay. Right? Is that like the jazz club mm-hmm. or whatever? Do you know where Cozy's is? Cozumel. It's not in Pawnee. Eagleton. It's in Eagleton. Oh, well, that makes sense. Which doesn't make sense. No, right. 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 But I I found that interesting because the reason I learned that is I think it was when they had the whole merger thing and the guy I love and you are like, meh, Billy Eichner was Mm -hmm. on it. And he was talking, or he or some other Eagletonian was talking about this club in, in, in Eagleton called Cozy's. And I was like, huh, I never made that connection that... That it, it would be farther away so that he right. could maintain his anonymity. But it makes sense now. I do love all those scenes when he's in Cozy's and, like, the one where he finally takes Lucy Lawless there and the other girls are, like, super catty and jealous. They're like, I'm going to kill you because that's his woman. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. It's a great show. It's another level or layer of uh, Ron Swanson's greatness. I um, think... Yeah, so those are your those are my four options. I think sushi rolls. Okay. Would you want to do that with me if I found a class or something? Sure. Schedules permitting. Yeah. But I mean, whistle with the fingers. All right, that's cool. Whatever. I can probably... Learn language. I don't need to hear you rattle off in in Cantonese whatever. Play instrument harmonica. That would be annoying. Sushi rolls, you'd be like, I got to practice making sushi, guys. Can you come over and eat my sushi? Yes, I can do that. Okay. I can do that. Except you're not a big sauce guy, huh? Uh, certain sauces. I like sauces on my rolls. So does Amanda. Mm-hmm. So. Your dog is hissing at me. <laughs> she is not fond of you. She can tell. <laughs> it's a two-way street. She's got this weird little cough thing right now. This, like... Yeah, like she's a smoker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she smoked some cigarettes while we were gone last week. She does not sound like she appreciates that. No. Yeah, make the sushi rolls. Okay. I think that'd be good. I'm also interested to see, like, where you go with the filler of them. Mm. Are you just going to do... Because that's the key, right? The pickled cucumber and the deep fried shrimp, like, everything else? I don't... don't, Well, maybe... Maybe you you make wings and then, like, shred the meat and make some sort of, like, you know... I think I'd probably start with the, like, avocado in California and crab with a K Mm -hmm. just to, like, learn it. And then I could go and be creative. And, you know, do do the stuff on top, right? Because that's where you really... Yeah. This is something like, if you made some sort of hybrid, this probably exists because everything exists, but if you made some like combination of your love of grilling and making sushi rolls, like mm-hmm. filling them with grilled products and things, you could have like a food truck and you could be on TV. What if I could find a way to grill a sushi roll? So like one, one side of it is kind of like the rice has a crust or something. Yeah, maybe. That might be good be hard to do on a barbecue with the slats and stuff. Yeah, but if you got like a 
thin mesh basket type thing yeah. or something to put them on. It's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta learn to walk before I learn to run. <laughs> That's true. Um, last part. Speaking of barbecues, good transition. Uh, you recently acquired a barbecue. I did. An unassembled barbecue. Yes, it's in a box in my garage. Okay. Uh, I got it yesterday. Is there a lot of assembly required? I don't think so, but it's a remarkably small box for building an entire barbecue. Well, I mean, it's a big box, but when you think of, it's a, it's a, like, uh, barrel style, I guess. And so when you think of, like, just the width of the lid and the base and all the stuff, it would seem like it would have to be bigger. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So the story is my sister just bought a new house and my dad has been wanting to get rid of his charcoal grill and get a gas grill. And so I think because of the like housewarming gift timing and his bug about getting a new grill, he's like, I'm going to buy all three of our households a new grill. And I said, you get a grill and you get a grill. Basically. And I said, okay. You know, because it's not something that I'm like big on, but I think if I had one, I could get into it, right? So but, it's summer activity? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I told him, I don't want a gas grill. I want a charcoal grill. And then he was like trying to talk me out of that for a while. And I was like, damn it's it, Dada, still- I was born this way. This is who I am. It still really surprises me that you want a charcoal grill. Well, yeah. It's so much more convenient and easier to control. And I feel like those things are important to you. The easy, the controlling of like the level of flame, that is a big one for me. But, um, I don't know. Like, so one of my dad's, like, shit, I do want to get, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> one of my dad's big arguments of why he wants the gas one is because he, he says he'll do it more often if he can just go turn it right. on and do it versus heating coals and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, that's not an issue for me. Cause I'm not going to on a Tuesday night be like, Oh, I got a grill. It's going to be like a Saturday afternoon type thing where I've got time to sit up there and, and have a beer while the coals heat and, you know, do the whole thing. Um, and also I think standing there while you're grilling, having a beer, I think it's going to be a really great, uh, selling mm-hmm. point for you. Yeah. I think you're going to enjoy that. Anything part. I can do with it involves having a drink because yeah. I've sold. Yeah. I assume at the sushi class we'll have sake or something. Um, yes. <laughs> and I think it's more authentic to do like the coal and the smoke and everything. Um, are all your dogs still? <laughs> This is the podcast where both of my dogs die. Is the little dog patient zero? Um, and one of my big arguments against the gas grill, which made more sense when I had a gas stove, was like, what's the difference between turning on a flame and, and you know, other than one use a skillet and one you put the meat directly on? Um, that argument doesn't really work anymore because at the new house, it's an electric stove. But still, I feel... But then you get to use the gas, right? Like... Right, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I wanted to do the charcoal. I feel like that's also a good starter one, you know, sure. a more traditional thing and stuff. And also, I found in my Cook's Illustrated cookbook, mm-hmm. the recipes have, like, diverging paths. It'll be like, step 3A on a gas grill, do this, this, and this. Step 3B on a charcoal grill, do this, uh-huh. this, and this. Because that was always my thing, you know, like you said, the control. If it's recipes will always... And so, I like to cook, but I can't cook. Like, I can just follow directions. So I need it spelled out. So if the recipe is like, heat a grill to medium-high with, with charcoal, I don't know what that means. Right. Amount of charcoal or, like, so location what of grate. What does it say for the charcoal? Yeah, what does it say for the charcoal one? Well, I haven't read it yet, but 
but I noticed that it does give you like specifications. Maybe it tells you like because for me, like your your it's going to be a certain heat, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have adjustable? Does your grill go? Do you, does your grate go up or down? I believe it does. Okay, that's cool. And the lid has a temperature gauge, which I like. And the grates are cast iron, not that's wire, cool. which I like. The problem with the temperature control is it's probably in the top of it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, if you is close less it, it'll tell you it's 200 or whatever. Yeah, but it'll tell you what it is at the top as opposed to right there where the meat is. Mm. That's true. Um, but the heat rises, and so it has to go through the meat to get... I don't know. I guess that's How right. often do you have it closed, though? Isn't that just kind of the finishing move? I don't know. I wish, Seriously, Dubs? I wish there was something that would tell you, like, okay, your coals have now heated this to medium now, or something, like right. some way for it to tell you if it was... Well, that's the thing is the more you do it, the more you'll learn that kind of stuff, right? right? And so you'll know how long it's going to take you. I need to get the tools. I don't have any tools. That's easy, though. No, I know. But, I mean, I need to go get a brush and a uh, tongs and a spatula and maybe some sort of thermometer or something. Yeah, definitely the thermometer. The meat thermometer. Because that's a big thing, right? Like, when I follow a recipe on the stove, it'll be like... Put the chicken in and four minutes on this side, and then turn it and do four minutes on this side, and I just kind of go by that. But with the variableness of the barbecue, I don't want to. And it depends on what you're cooking, right? Like, what do you think you'll cook most on there? Probably like a hamburgers or something, or maybe steaks. Not chicken. I'm not a big chicken guy. I'm a big chicken guy. Uh, (laughs) I enjoy. um, I've never really been into fish. Mm. I especially don't like salmon. I'll eat white fish, but, like, we never make it, and I never order it and things. But one of my aversions to it is it stinks up the house when you cook it. Mm. And so I was thinking if I had the fish basket, we could make You'll fish. stink up the whole rest of the world. I'll stink up Arden Park, and I'll be fine with that. Yeah. We actually never cook fish on the grill. I feel like also you just put it on for, like, ten seconds, and it's done. I mean, fish is really quick cooking, right? Especially if you're using it for sushi. Yeah. It's um, if you're using, if you're cooking beef more than chicken, mm-hmm. the charcoal grill is actually better for that. Bada bing. Because it gets to a higher temperature than gas does, mm-hmm. and that's what you want with your steaks, right? You want to sear it at a high temperature on both sides. With the chicken, because you need to cook it for a longer period of time at a lower temperature, sometimes it's harder to do mm-hmm. um, with a charcoal grill. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I never. I can't imagine any time I ever, like, seek out chicken. Really? And in restaurants, I always think chicken on the menu is, like, the worst thing to get. And Rachel often will get it. So, when I barbecue chicken, you're not a fan? No. I'm, no, I'll eat it when it's offered. But I never... You son of a bitch. I never go, like, oh, I feel like chicken. Or, like, I really go for some chicken. You know. I see your point. Although, I'm currently like, eating a chicken wing, so... You are. We can all hear that. I like, uh... I like a salad. If I order a salad, I want grilled chicken on it. Okay. Like Caesar or any kind of really salad. But yeah, it's not like when I cook my Sunday dinner, when I make dinner, I rarely, if ever, make chicken. I make a lot of pork. Really? Steak. Here's my advice for you. A lot of takeout. Um, with your charcoal grill. Mm-hmm. You need to get a charcoal chimney. I've got one. Then That's awesome. My sister bequeathed my, her charcoal chimney and a half bag of half full bag of charcoal to me. Nice. So, so you pretty much have everything you need aside from the tools. Mm-hmm. And the assembled barbecue. Um, right. I read the instructions. Be careful today. with the tools. I've gotten some tools before that were really shitty. Like, 
in terms of the tongs, mm-hmm. get ones that like have the little locking mechanism on, mm-hmm. at the end. Because otherwise, there's these ones, I think I may have gotten Home Depot. They're, they looked all nice, they're like long and wooden with the metal, you know, at the end. And they're like just open. And so you close them, but their default setting is to be open. And there's uh, no, yeah. there's no like, there's like a little leather strap or something to put around the end to close them. But that's, right. it's shitty. Don't, don't Do those. you want the tongs that have like the rubber at the tips or like just metal at the tips? Metal. Okay. That's good to Because you don't want the... I mean, they have it so it's like a silicone. Oh, I guess. Yeah, you don't remember, but you you don't don't want that. Um, Yeah, so for your grilling, hamburgers and steak and maybe fish, it's all going to be stuff that is short term, right? Mm -hmm. It's all going to be... Not going to take very long, which is good because you don't want to ever have to, like, add the coals. That can be a really messy, sloppy process. I've heard that, too. Um... And what about ribs, though? Would you ever do ribs? I'm not. Well, I'm not a ribs. You know, I'm not a meat on bone kind of person. Right. Would you ever do uh, boneless wings on there? I could. AKA chicken nuggets. But yeah, but there. But it's chicken. Yeah. And it's fried. Yeah. I mean, it have to be like breaded already, right? You can't. You can't dredge it and then put it on the grill. Your optimal situation is if you can figure out a way to convince Rachel that. When you barbecue, if she does all the cleanup afterwards, that would be your ideal situation. Because that's really mm. one of the big problems with charcoal, too, is all the cleanup sometimes is a pain. Oh, like the ashes and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It has a, some sort of removable ash pan. Right. Am I just being naive to think I just take that out and dump it um, in a bucket or something? You're always being naive, Jane. Okay. You know nothing, Jacob Olson. I know. I don't. And that will have more meaning to it later. Mm. Oh. Although... Winter is coming? Yeah, it is a it is a Game of Thrones reference. I figured. Really haven't gotten there yet. Uh, my wife just texted me. Oh, how is she? My car is one hundred percent dead. I'm calling AAA for a jump. Awesome. Well, I guess we don't have to worry about her coming interrupting in interrupting our love Yes. <laughs> Did she say like why? Did she leave something running, or is it just know. that Korean Hyundai Magic? It might be that. Yeah. Are you guys? Are you guys happy with that car? Uh, she's happy with it. I think. I I don't mind it. Like I, I don't use it very much. You know, she uses it, and she's happy with the gas mileage. Yeah. Um, or the fuel efficiency. Um, I am planning on getting a new car, though. Right. And I'm starting to. Are we talking about this? I'm would starting you to narrow it down. Consider another. Would you buy another Hyundai, based on your experience? Because I also bought one about the same time as right. you did. And it just seems like cheap and... And we got it because it was a hybrid and then they got in trouble because their estimated gas mileage was not Are you getting money real. back though? Yeah, once we got like a check for $50, it's, you know... Uh, Amanda's... See, there he is eating the food. Uh, Amanda's situation is like every so often she can go in mm-hmm. and they'll read her mileage right. and pay her like... A certain amount based on That's another thing. Yeah, I never take it to the dealer because yeah. there's no conveniently located dealers. Yeah, that is true. So I've been very disappointed. And even though that's our newer car, mm-hmm. I want to get rid of that one. Like, mm-hmm. I would sell it today and just get another car. And... I'm thinking about getting a Subaru. Mm. Subaru Impreza Sport. 
What? Really? Yeah. Isn't that like a sedan? Or like no, a it's a hatchback, um, which is what I'm looking for for this monster blue. Mm-hmm. Um, you've maybe seen the Cross Trek. Um, it's kind of a sporty looking one. And he's the worst. Um, he's and, just chasing his tail, is what dogs do. Yeah. And, uh, come here, Blue. It's your, it's your fault for having hardwood floors. Yeah. And that's why he's chasing his tail? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I went, um, I was looking originally at the Outback. Yeah. The key is I want something that Blue can hop into the back of, and I can, like, close him off from the rest of the And he's not where passengers would sit. Exactly. As a passenger, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um... And so I was looking at Outback, and then I was looking at this Cross Trek, which is kind of cool. It's a little bit smaller, a um, little bit sportier. Um, and then I found Amanda was like, "No, you should you should look at the Impreza." And I was like, "Impreza, whatever." And then I get there, and Amanda, I thought that was like the rice rockety. Well, Amanda's like, like, "What about the Impreza?" And the guy's like, "Well, the difference between the Impreza and the Cross Trek is they're essentially the same exact car." It's just the Impreza is lower. And I'm like, well, that makes more sense because if he's got to hop in the back of it, especially as he gets older, I want him to be able to do that. Yeah. So I was like, God damn it, she's right. And so I like, I do like the look of it. Um, I like the features of it. I test drove it. And that was the big thing for really? me because um, yeah, like a week or so before we went on our trip, um, I test drove it. Because, you know, I've been driving a Honda forever, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm very loyal to Honda, and I like how the Honda drives. Come here, Blue. Special guest star, Come Blue. Here. He's such a diva. And uh, so, um, you know, I wanted to compare it, because I was like, I-, I have a feeling that whatever I drive, I'm not going to like it as much as the Honda. Right. Which might eventually lead me to getting a Honda again, you know, like a CRV or something. Shout out to CRV. Yeah. Uh, They're good cars. Because I drove the Prius V oh, last did? summer. Oh, okay. Um, and I was like, eh, all right. Hmm. And, uh, Just too bad, because I like those. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you're used to driving the Hyundai, too, which doesn't have the same power. Yeah, Rachel drives more. Does. Yeah, it does not have any power. Yeah. Um, but the Subaru was great. Like, I really liked how it drove. And it had cool, like, it had cool features. It has all-wheel drive, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that cool. I have it. On the CRV? Yep. I just had it on. You don't need to have chains? No, it does not mean that at all. Uh-huh. It means that, like, if it's just barely snowing, but I think no one needs chains. Um, if you have all wheel drive and snow tires, then you don't need chains. Okay. But the downside of the all wheel drive, so A, you'll never use it. You're not driving on the side of a mountain. Um, I might be. You're not. The downside is when you get, like, a, a flat tire, like, irreparable tire. They want to replace all four. all four, or so I finally found. I think it was back at the dealer. They would just do the two, yeah. but like something about the balance of the all-wheel drive. Because I, I, my tires were fairly new. Like there was nothing wrong with three of them, but one of them got a, a nail in the edge they couldn't repair, and they're like, we have to replace all four tires. And I was like, there's something wrong with these. So I have vowed my next CRV and all subsequent CRSV just to get the regular. Non all wheel drive. I think all Subarus standard come with all wheel drive, but that I wonder if, if that's different because you see a lot in Seattle. Yeah, I wonder if that's different for one vehicle, you know, one make of car as opposed to another. Like, if Subaru wouldn't be that way, maybe I don't know. I should look at about it. the snow tires or the no about the, the changing your oh, all the your tires. tires. Yeah. Um, 
It, it was cool, though. It had, like, a backup camera, and it had... Is that I, cool? I kind of like it. Because that's, like, default on all the CRVs now, because yeah. I've been looking at them. I mean, if you don't want to look at it, don't look at it. Yeah, but I like, know, but it was distracting. Yeah. Um, I like it. I think it's helpful for... You work in an area with children. children. Parking, yeah. 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 Um, and... Like, it had sunroof and everything, which I liked. Nice. Um, it was cool. I liked it. And uh, it comes with, like, money. Melissa Etheridge tapes in the radio? <laughs> Indigo Girls. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tapes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Be on the lookout for that. That may, that may be happening in the... And what's it called? It's called Crosstrek or no? It's called a Subaru Impreza Sport. Impreza Sport. Yeah. Do you get to choose the sport? Mm-hmm. High alive. WNBA? <laughs> <laughs> Perennial crossword puzzle <laughs> answer highlight. That's right. Okay. Hi, son. Okay. Well, um, perhaps by our next podcast, I will have accomplished some of my goals, and you will have accomplished your goal. I will really. have cooked on my barbecue. Yeah. Very excited about that. Yeah, and you can drive your Subaru Impreza Sport over to make some sushi while I grill us some steaks. Yeah, and then watch season two Game of Thrones. Yes. Because you'll have finished the book. And then whistle at each other. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Hey, I already accomplished it. Yeah. It's not ear piercing, unfortunately. No. We'll get there. It's more nipple piercing. Okay. That's a podcast. That's a podcast. (laughs) 